welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. Now, this week, I'm going to be talking about something that I've not really spoken about before. Don't worry, it's not going to be like an emotional release type therapy episode. We're not going down that road, don't worry. What I'm actually going to be talking to you about this week is outsourcing different bits of your podcast. Because I have spoken loads on this podcast in lots of details about all the ways that you can DIY your podcast. So the different methods you can use to plan, to record and edit your podcast all by yourself without the need of any help from anybody else. But I've never really spoken or gone into many details about the options you have when it comes to outsourcing your podcast. So that's what we'll do today. Talk about the different parts of the podcast process that you can give to somebody else to get on with while you do what you do. You do you and all that jazz. (laughs) I'll start with looking at why you might want to outsource parts of your podcast process. And be honest, it's the same reason why you'd want to outsource anything, save you time. In many cases, it's more profitable to outsource because you'll be making more money. For example, I've got a confession. I am not a graphic designer at all. I mean, just check out my Instagram uh, feed, Charlotte Foster Podcasts, go there, and you'll see some very natty Canva creations. And I mean natty. And whilst I do have fun in Canva and it's really easy to use and I have fun making the stuff for Instagram where I kind of just take the mickey out of myself quite a bit for some of the important stuff. So my logo and the actual workbook for the podcast planning toolkit, I got somebody who knows what they're actually doing to design and deal with all that. And could I have done it myself? Yes. Yes, I could. But would it look as though I'd done it myself? Yes. Yes, it would. And would it actually have taken me double, treble? And if I'm being actually very, very brutally honest about my abilities to quadruple the time it took my designer to do, then yes, yes, it would. So actually, it would have made much more sense for me to allow somebody else to deal with that So while I concentrate on what I do, because all of that time away doing the podcast toolkit, doing my logo, was time away from what I do best, podcasts. So I worked out the money it would cost to have that done, took a guess at how long it would take me to do it myself, added in another half day to that guess of how long it would take me to do it myself for faffing about purposes, and then compared how much the cost to have that done compared to how much money I could probably make in that time that I was freeing up. And yes, I was going to be in profit. So it was a no-brainer for me to get somebody else to do that. 
And it's the same with podcasting. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing it all yourself. And I am going to keep on giving you advice on how to do it yourself, to do it in the minimum time for yourself. But if you know that doing it yourself is going to be a drain on your capacity to do your money-making work, then maybe you should consider outsourcing. So let's look at the things then that you could outsource. And I'm going to start off by saying, do you know what? You could outsource every single bit of your podcast to the point where you don't actually have to do a single thing. However, that comes with a caveat. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. At the very least, very least, I would say you need to be the actual voice of your podcast if you're going to the whole personal brand element. It would be really weird to hire somebody else to present your podcast to promote you and what you do if you are the face of your brand. If you're not the face of your brand, if you're a bigger brand, there's lots of people involved, then yes, go and hire someone to be your podcast presenter and be like an ambassador for for your brand. But if it's just you and you are the face, the voice of your brand, not having you on your podcast, bit strange. Well, is in my mind anyway. So let's start with planning because you know me, I love the planning. But if the thought of sitting down and figuring out what you want to do with your podcast feels overwhelming, and it can do, and you're putting it off and you're just sitting there staring into space because we've all nailed sitting there staring into space over the last year because I've got really good at that during all the lockdowns. But if you are feeling massively overwhelmed and just putting it off, then you've got people like me here to help. I and other podcast coaches, consultants, whatever it is you want to call us, because I don't think we've nailed down the actual name yet. Producer, I don't know. Just within reason, call me what you like. But people like myself can work with you to plan the content of your podcasts. Now, what I do is I go through looking at what you've already got out there. So your blog posts, your LinkedIn articles, your other social media, any YouTube videos you have as well. I then work through this, the ideas from these and chat to you. And I get a plan for 10 episodes, which flow from one to the other. Remember, we want people to binge your content and stick with you for as long as possible, because that makes sense. And having content that flows from one to the other like a box set, is ideal for this. And another thing that's actually quite useful when you're having planning sessions with another person, it can be really useful to get that that blind eye coming to look at you because I know when I'm so involved and submersed in a topic, it can be hard to see the bits that you need to start with. Here's an example. My husband God love him. When I'm speaking to him about his favourite things, he will often start the story about four steps in front of where I am. So I have no idea what he's talking about because he's miles away because he's so involved in it and I am not involved in it. So he forgets that he needs to take a few steps back, needs the backstory for me to bring me up to where he is. And it's the same when you are so immersed in your topic, so immersed in your industry, you know everything that's going on but the new people don't. So you need to make sure that you are on the same page as each other. So I and other podcast coaches can help get that mess of ideas in your head into a coherent flowing theme. Honestly, right? Word vomit everything at me 
and then I'll break it down so it makes sense. So that's your planning. Get that done by somebody else. Fabulous idea. Then it comes to the research and the writing. Yeah, you don't really have to do a thing. Let's be honest, right? I keep saying let's be honest, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's obviously my filler word at the moment. You get your blogs written by a copywriter. Yeah, you might get your social media posts and your LinkedIn articles written too by either a copywriter again or a social media expert. Why not get somebody to write your podcast episodes for you to record? Plenty of high profile people and less high profile people get others to write their speeches. When I was on the radio, I did not write every single word I spoke. Nope, I did not. Lots of others would write the scripts, which I would then use. Now, what I did do, and this is important, it was I would edit them ever so slightly so that they would fit my voice and the way I spoke so it didn't sound unnatural. But if you've not got the time to do that full-on writing, that full-on research about what it is you want to talk about, then why not get somebody else to do it? I would always recommend that you do tweak it to fit your voice. Change the words that you would never normally say and add the words you would, but get someone else to go and do the hard work, the big shift, and then use that as your base. The only issue I would say there is with this is making sure that it doesn't sound like you're reading it because the whole thing about podcasts is the whole naturalness of it. And if it sounds like you are reading it because you are reading it like this, it can really not work as well. So there is a knack about getting someone to write a good a good speech almost, isn't it? It's almost like getting a speechwriter in and getting a podcast writer in. They need to really understand you and they really need to understand your voice and you need to be able to take what they've written and speak it rather than read it. I don't know if that's the right grammar, but we'll go with it because I think you should understand that. There are also people who will go out and book your guests for you and then do the research on those guests and come up with the questions. Again, that's what happened on radio when I was presenting. I would rock up in the morning and I'd see, oh, look, there's this guest. Fabulous. I'll go, what do I want to talk to them about? Oh, look, it's already told for me what questions I want to ask. I would also, again, tweak it so that I was talking in my voice and asking questions in my voice. And also, I wouldn't just stick to the questions that were put in front of me. I would also, if there was someone said something and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I want to know more about that. I would go off and ask questions that came into my head as well. So these are bases for you to work on. Guests, as you know, my thoughts on guests, um, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Guests can be a real faff, an utter, utter faff getting guests booked on. You've got a lot of toing and froing to, first of all, approach, then get a yes, and then you've got to coordinate diaries. So if you have a PA, this could be a really good job for them to do. There are obviously people who run podcast guest agencies, so that's a good place to start as well. And there are podcast PAs actually out there who might be able to help you do that too. So there are options there if you want somebody to get you guests for your podcast. Recording your podcast next on the list. As I mentioned, you really could get someone else to record your podcast. But right now, I don't think that's the best thing for you to do if you are a personal brand, because your podcast is about raising your profile, about building your community and your authority. The whole point is it's you talking in your voice directly to your audience. 
Don't give that to somebody else. That makes no sense. However, what you can do is outsource the technical side of the recording. And yes, I have spent much of my life convincing you that you don't need a fancy pants studio. But going to a professional recording studio and paying somebody to do the engineering part will mean you save time in the post-production because it's going to sound super sexy with minimal effort, if that's what you want. Also, having a producer with you when you are recording can actually really speed the process up. So think of it like a radio producer. There's somebody in the radio studio pointing and waving and buzzing in people's ears when they're presenting. And that keeps people on track so the presenter doesn't go off down a cul-de-sac of talking nonsense and keeps people to time and gets the guests ready and all of that sort of thing. And that's something I do as a podcast producer as well. I am with them when they record over Zoom a lot at the moment, but that means I can advise when people get stuck for a word or way of saying things. I can be there if you need to tell you to re-record a segment to make I can be there to tell you to re-record a segment to make the edit smoother later on. And I can also help keep you on track if you do start wandering down that line of thought that isn't really relevant that I just mentioned, that little cul-de-sac. It makes the editing afterwards a whole lot easier. And talking of editing, editing is probably the most outsourced part of the production process. I say this because of all the podcast editors I know out there who all have work. It actually makes total sense to get somebody else to do your editing. A couple of reasons why I say this. Number one, it means you don't have to listen to yourself over and over again. Now, I am so used to listening to my voice, but there are still days I really hate hearing it. I hate hearing myself and I get so annoyed. And because of thought of hearing myself, I go, oh, I can't be bothered to edit this. I can't be bothered. I just don't want to do it because I don't want to hear myself. And I know as well that listening to your voice is one of the things people get really het up about when they first start podcasting. I totally get it. I hate seeing myself on video, which is why I keep promising to do more videos. And it never happens because I don't want to go through the editing process of video and seeing myself over and over again. And that, that face that I always pull. So, yeah, I get it. Editing can also be really tricky and time consuming. It really can. Even I still find it tricky and time consuming sometimes. And I've been doing it for 20 years. You're using software that you might not be familiar with. So it's going to take you a while to learn those hacks, the shortcuts and the ways, the ways of the software in general. Editing audio to me is second nature. And the reason I've been able to continue it being second nature is I use editing software now that is very similar, if not identical, to what I was using in radio. When I tried a different piece of software, when I first started to try and cut costs, so I used a free version of a of a piece of software, I just didn't get on with it because it was slightly different to what I'd been used to. And my editing time at least doubled because I was all over the place learning this, this software. And I decided very quickly that a monthly fee of I think it's 22, 23 pounds was well worth paying so that I could get my time back. Uh, yeah. And also, 
having somebody else do your editing makes for a better podcast. It's a strong statement, I know, but an independent pair of ears across your work means you can't self-sabotage your stuff by keeping in that irrelevant content because you think it's funny. And yes, I'm saying that as someone who keeps in irrelevant content because they think it's funny, so maybe I should get my stuff edited by an independent pair of ears. There's a thought. Honestly, I would say editing is the most time-consuming part of the podcast process. So if you are really struggling with time, this is where I would concentrate to start with. Start with getting your podcast edited and get it all sorted that way. You can also get your show notes and other faffy bits um, done. Faffy bits, of course, is a very technical term. Uh, By the faffy bits, I mean the uploading to whichever platform you're hosted on, something I offer my clients along with writing the show descriptions. Again, no, this is something you could get a PA to do. And I think I said earlier, there are podcast PAs out there who will just deal with all of this faffy stuff. Podcast PAs, they're called, or podcast managers. Someone who will just get on and do all of the behind the scenes stuff for you. So there are people out there willing and able to help. Then you've got all the social media and the blogs that you can create. So the repurposing, that's the word I was looking for, repurposing your podcast. Because from your podcast, you can create all sorts of social media posts and blogs and you've got the content ready in the podcast so you can just send it off to a copywriter who could turn it into a blog perhaps social media specialists again will be able to take the content from your podcast they'll be able to take some quotes and the messages that you share and craft them into some relevant posts for you i mean i quite often use quotes from my podcast and i'll use audiograms to share the messages in my podcast as well and it helps keep me going on content for my social media for for the week really and it helps keep my voice and my messaging really consistent so this is a really good thing to do and then you need PR and promotions and all that side of things you need to tell people about your podcast otherwise how will people know it's there they won't if you don't tell anyone they're unlikely to just accidentally find it I'm afraid there are some great PR people who specialize in podcast promotion and in fact some breaking news for you fingers crossed i'm going to be able to start working with somebody in the very not too distant future the very not too distant future yeah i'll go with that in the not too distant future to help my clients get more publicity for their podcasts and again this is something i could do but i'd be guessing and finding out lots of stuff along the way so by getting someone in and outsourcing some of this to somebody that i know Uh, who is really good at what they do and has a success behind it, then I take away all the guesswork and the the stuff, you know, I'm further along the track rather than just trying to make it up as I go along and they'll be better at it than me because that's their specialism. That makes sense. So should you be outsourcing and how much should you be outsourcing? Well, it's entirely up to you. That's my new version of It Depends. It's entirely up to you. It's a cop-out answer, yes, but in all honesty, you can do everything to do with podcasting by yourself. If you're happy using your time in this way, then outsourcing isn't right for you yet, especially if you're happy with the results. But if you are struggling with time, and let's be honest, we would all love some more time, right? 
if you're struggling with the time it takes you to do your podcast, each episode's taking much longer than you expected, or you know in the time that it takes you to do the work on the podcast, you could actually be making a lot of money, then absolutely it makes sense to outsource your podcast work. Also, if the stuff that you're doing is not up to your standards. There you go. That's the way of saying it. If if you're not happy with the content you're putting out of your podcast, send it off to somebody who might be able to do a better job than you because that's more efficient. There we go. The first episode, I think, where I've talked about getting somebody else to do your work rather than than, uh, doing it yourself. If you want to talk podcasts, you know you can anytime with me. You can find me on all the social medias. I'm on Instagram at Charlotte Foster Podcasts, LinkedIn, Charlotte Foster Podcast Queen, Facebook at Charlotte Foster Podcasts and Twitter at CF Podcasts 2. And I'm on the old clubhouse. That's what I'm calling it now, the old clubhouse. I am at Charlotte Foster on Clubhouse. Um, I host a fortnightly room with my mate Pete Morgan, another podcaster who... um, We talk about podcasts there on a Friday at half past nine, alternate Fridays. This Friday, if you're listening, I don't know what the date is. Whatever the date is after this Friday, I don't know. Um, Should have thought about this before I said it. But anyway, fortnightly, you'll follow me and you'll get alerts when I'm going, when I'm doing uh, rooms and stuff. And I host a room on a Wednesday evening as well, where I talk about what I talked about in the podcast episode. So come find me on Clubhouse and we'll hang out and chat and have good fun there too. Look after yourself and I'll see you next week.